Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bona Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training, I think. Good to see you, Rob. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going great. Good to see you. It's been a little bit. When did we see you? I saw you uh, in, uh, in uh, Charlotte, right? Yeah, we were at the yeah. sales meeting. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Did I, did I tell you I had the worst, and I'm talking about the worst weekend, uh, uh, going back about two weeks now. And, uh, you know, we I told you we feed those stray cats, right? Yes. Okay, so we got two stray cats. One is just a mean-looking, scraggly tooth, no personality. Um, you know, he shows up like, you know, I'm here for my food. I'm not here to be petted. I'm not here to get along. I'm here for my food. And when you put the food down, if, if you get near him, he hisses at you. And I want to think, bro, I'm the guy, I, I, I feed you every, you know, every time you come around, man, but I still can't get close to him. But the other cat is a gray cat with white on his chest and the white on his boots, right? And, he, and he's a beautiful gray cat and, he's, and he's, he's friendly. Let's just pet him. And he doesn't come around every day. Like sometimes he'll come around like every day in a row for like a week. And then you might not see him for a day or two days. And then Judy will always ask me, did you, did you feed the cat today? No, I didn't see him. Did you see him? No. And then we that, wait, 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 back up. Is yeah. this the mean one? No, the, it's the nice one. No, the it's nice one. The nice yeah. one. Okay. And uh, so we worry about him if we don't see him, especially in the wintertime. You know what I mean? Because it's cold out. Who knows, you know? Uh, I actually, I sit up on the porch, a little house for him to live in with a heated blanket. Yeah. And he, he, and I, he won't even, he, he won't go in there though. I've put treats in there. Everybody, anyhow. So whatever. Um, <laughs> So there's days that he doesn't come by. And uh, I was going to the gym the other day. I, I you know, it's about uh, three quarters of a mile before we get on the main road. I turned right to get on the main road and I'm driving. And I look down there as a dead cat that looked like that cat. Oh, no. So I thought, oh, you got to be kidding me, man. So I turn around, I circle back, I get out of the truck and I look there. And sure enough, it's, it's a great cat. So Judy it's goes, the night, it's the nice yeah, cat. Yeah. So, oh, so Judy goes that way to go to yoga. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry for your loss. Well, thank you. I, I, I don't want her to see it. So I pick it up and to move it off to the side, right? In the bushes. Um, and I pick it up. It's frozen like a pizza. You know what I mean? You know, and, and it's, and I petted it a couple of times. I say, hey, man, I'm sorry. You know, whatever. And I just, you know, respectfully put it in the whatever. This is a dead, this is a dead cat. Yeah, but you know, you, you pick them up, frozen dead cat, pick them up, yeah. pet them, talk pet to them. Yeah. So, so um, I'm kind of talking to him and talking to myself at the same time. So, so I, I get back from the gym. Now I have a dilemma. Do I tell Judy? I know it's going to, I know it's going to crush her. Or do I not tell her? And then every day she's going to be looking for that cat. Right. So I thought I weighed it and I said, you know what? I got to tell her. You so got to tell her. Yeah. How yeah. are you going to, you yeah. got to tell her. Right. So I said, hey, June, man, I got, I got some bad news. She goes, what's the matter? I said, uh, that, that cat, that great cat got hit by a car and it got killed on the, on the road. So she starts crying. Right. Wow. So. Well, she, these cats uh, don't even live in your house. They just. No, no. They just yeah. stop by yeah. to eat. Yeah. Kinda so like my kids. My cats don't like these cats. My, you know, my cats, they see that as competition. So, you know, and then Judy would say, like, you know, well, we did the best we could for him. You know, we he always knew where he could get a, a warm meal or a meal, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I know, Judy. You know, what are you going to do? You know, and 
She said, ask me if I thought it died fast. You know, those kind of questions, right? So it ruined, it ruined all day Saturday. And then Sunday, she's still, you know, still really sad about, about the whole thing. And, you know, and it's, you know, it's a bit of a bummer. And Monday, I get up and go to work. And I, about eight o'clock in the morning, I look out the door and there's that damn gray cat begging for food. I could, yes, I could not believe my eyes, Rob. I, I, I yelled at Judy to come down there. I said, look, look. And, and she comes down and looks at it. First, she hits me because she thought I was, you know, <laughs> messing with her. Which, uh, what, kind of, what kind of sick puppy would do that? But Rob, I'm telling you, it was absolutely, I, it had to be his brother. It had to be. No two cats can look alike like that. I mean, I, I had it in my hand and I still thought it was the cat. So, uh, yeah, so... Maybe it, he was just knocked out. Maybe he wasn't oh, dead. Oh, trust me. <laughs> he was dead. Um, so, anyhow, uh, so it ruined the weekend, but I'm thrilled to have the little, little, little guy back. So, I don't know what about the other cat, but I didn't, obviously, you know, it's a different cat. So Now, when you were holding that cat, thinking it was the nice one. Yeah. And talking to it and everything, were you saying, I wish it was the other one? I wish it was the mean one, not you. No, no, that never crossed my mind. You, you didn't go there. No. How many How many cats are you involved with? Stray ones living with you. Uh, ones four, living in your car. Four that lives with us now. We're down to four, and two that's that we feed that strays. You're down to four. Yeah, because one died uh, about a year ago. What What was your high point? How many? Five. Oh, five was the high point, and we'll never we'll never be there again. That was that's well never four is too many. So yeah, I said that to Pauline about kid two is enough. Three was yeah. three was yeah. too many. I know so, Rebecca listens to this. Sorry, Beck, but yeah, you, you know yeah. you you know the deal. It is. There's got to be a cutoff. It should have been. Yep. Um, and then I was um, I was at surfaces, and and by the way, at surfaces. You know, you walk at walk, you know, services in in Las Vegas, right? The convention. Uh, when I was not in training, and in sales, yep, we used to go every year. Yep. And um, really, no reason for a trainer to go to services. Not really, no. So uh, that should never show up on your expense report. So, but I, um, I'm there at services, and I'm walking, and there's the high rollers in there, right? I mean, there's the, these are the movers and shakers and the, the nice, the nice suits and the nice, there's a lot of, a lot of deals being made and you're talking about high rollers in there, not, not, you know, and I thought as I was walking in with everybody in their nice suits and their beautiful shoes and their, and, and their, their briefcases and their, you know, very professional looking folks that there's no floor guys in there. You know what I mean? And the, and they, all these people that are in there that are walking around there, their nice suits and everything, the, the, the backbone of the end, and I'm not knocking services, not, not in the slightest, but the backbone of the industry, the people that, no matter how many deals you make in there, yeah, there no matter how many things you sell or whatever, the, the backbone of this industry is that installer, isn't it? I mean, if you don't, you take the installer out of the equation, none of this works. Yeah. You know, it, it just... Did you have a booth or did you just walk the show? No, I just walked the show. So, um, yeah. So, anyhow. How many days was that? Uh, two days. And that's, that's why I like the NWFA. Uh, the conference, their conference is coming up. And I look at that as our show, right? 
I mean, floor yeah. guys. You know, there's yeah. many yeah, factories, everything there, but I, but uh, you see the floor guys come for that, and I love that about that. That you you talk about it all the time, the camaraderie and the brotherhood and everything. Uh, that's when you. I I hope the NWFA is widely attended the, their conference. Where is it this year? It'll be in Tampa. Why would you not go? It'll be in Tampa. Tampa in April. Yeah, one reason you wouldn't go because you're busy. People are right now saying you schmuck. But if you can get free, Tampa, Tampa, yeah, down in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow. And this looks like it could be the this could be the return. You know, I know last year was tough, but COVID was still flaring you know up and, and everybody was kind of nervous last year, I think. They were. I think this year, especially now, I mean, what's happened in the last few days with everybody starting to lift mandates and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, maybe this could be the year, the big comeback year. Listen, the even though there was COVID last year, the uh, NWFA conference I thought was was pretty decently attended, and this one will be even more so. And it'll be a great time. It'll be like you said, people are starting to get out now. We've said that before, but I, I think this is going to be a really good att attendance. Yeah, we've been hunkered down long enough. Time to get out there. But while I was at circuses, and I was, um, you know, uh, in the in the in the bar. No, no good way to put that. Uh, I was in the bar, could say lounge, but that doesn't even sound any better, with uh, several people and we were having drinks. There was a young lady there and we're in this crowd of people. She's, she's in, I don't know who she's with or whatever, but in this crowd of people, there's a young lady there. I put her <laughs> about 30-ish, okay? And I'm telling a story and um, in, my, in the story I'm telling this guy is that, that uh, I mentioned my older brother. And she, she says, ooh, how could you have an older brother? You're so old. <laughs> uh, she has had a few, you know, uh, <laughs> but damn, damn, that hurt, honey. So um, you don't even have gray hair. No, I really, uh, you know what? You really do. It's your beard. That's what. That's what you need yeah. to do. Yeah, it's, grow beard. It's or over. Loser. It's over for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. The baldness, the beard. That, you know. But I, Listen. I think for you, maybe a little Grecian formula in that beard. Grecian take, formula for? Do they make that for redheads? Yes. Yes. Oh. Maybe I'll come back. I'll come back to that bright copper red that I used to be. There you go. That'd be a bit too much. The carrot. You were like carrot top red. Uh, listen, that you don't ever say that to a red-headed dude, man. Well, I meant that guy's red hair. I mean, that dude's got some yeah. red-ass hair. Yeah. I, Is that uh, how red yours used to be? Uh, he's pretty red. I may not have been exactly that red, but I was pretty red. Yeah. Beautiful, golden, shiny, uh, Nordic, Viking type of red. <laughs> that Irish... Irish yes. red. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, see, I think you do that to your beard, you'll take 10 years off your life. Speaking of Irish and Vikings, I don't know if I told you this before, but, and, and if I told you, we'll remind you, remind me, but I don't want to repeat it. But um, we were living in Ireland when we were kids for about a year with my grandmother. And, uh, you know, in, 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 in Ireland, they make those Irish wool sweaters, right? They're called Aaron sweaters. And they're stitching on the sweaters. They're really heavy wool sweaters. And the fishermen, the history of the fishermen used to wear these 
uh, in, you know, when the, back in the old days, right? Because it kept them warm, they're really thick. And depending on what family you're from, like your stitching would like, you could identify what family you're from because of the way, because of the sweaters. Like someone mm-hmm. would have like a harvest, like a, you know, a bounty of food or whatever. Some, some would have like a, you know, it all meant like good fishing or good, good luck and abundance or whatever. And so every family kind of had their own. And, and uh, my grandmother was explaining to us when we were kids, I think, I think I was, uh, I must've been about nine or so or 10. And, and uh, she, my grandmother went on to say that, um, you know, if, if a fisherman washed ashore dead, for some reason, they could recognize him by a sweater. You know what I mean? What family he was from. Hmm. To, which, to which my younger brother asked, why don't they just look at his face? <laughs> and my old grandmother laughed so hard. From the mouths uh, of babes, huh? Yep. All right. Are we doing a show today? Yes, we're doing a show today. Okay. Mega, uh, mega one. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> motivation. Motivation. We're going to talk today about motivation. And um, I think that, um, you know, I could ask you when you were 16 years old, Rob, uh, you know, where did you, where did you think you were going to be? Where did you see yourself as an adult? Like in your, in your 16 years old? Yeah, I think everybody knows the answer to this. I knew, I knew what I wanted to do when I was in kindergarten. Yeah. That was it. That was it. When I was in kindergarten, my dad brought me out to the first job one time. That was it. Wanted to do nothing but be a floor man, be a bowling alley man. And I remember in the fifth grade, you had to, everybody wrote an essay. What do you want to do? I just wish now I could have watched the teacher reading mine, you know, because everybody, Mm. I want to be president. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a cop or a fire. Yeah. who is this nitwit Johnson? We got to keep an eye on him, right? Mm-hmm. He's wants to, wants to be a bowling alley man, Sander for the rest of his life. So yeah, I knew. That was it. I, I tell everybody I'm living, I live my dream. That's why I'm constantly smiling. Who could be happier, mm-hmm. right? I'm the guy who wanted to be president. I'm president. Bingo. There you go. Exactly. Every day. Every class, I think, at the end of every single class, I look at everybody absolutely dead serious and say, thank you so much for wanting to come. Because for you guys wanting to come here and do this, I get to do what I love doing every day of my life. So, yeah, I'm a happy guy. Now, that's my answer. Everybody knew that. What was Wayne Highlander going to be? When he was seventeen, um, I I know when I was when I was in the second. You ever you know when you're in grammar school or maybe you did this for your kids too, where you give them a book and you, you say what do you want to be when you grow up and do all these different you know you, and every every year you know they ask you the same questions and see how it changes throughout the years. When I was in the second grade, I wanted to be a cowboy, and in my haphazard looking writing, I wrote. I want to be a cowboy. I was so sure that I wanted to be a cowboy that I filled that out all the way through the 12th grade. <laughs> and it's the same looking handwriting. Like if you saw that, 
you think, God, the third grade, he didn't get much smarter. Fourth grade, his handwriting is still messed up. Fifth grade said, so that's what I want to be when I was young kid. But when I, when I was around six, I'd say 17, I, I knew I was going to be in the, in, in the military. I knew it. There was no doubt in my mind. I was going to join the military. You were going to be a military guy. No question about it. Everything I did in my life was to be in the military. Wow. Uh, I was in the ROTC. I mean, I grew up on a military base. I went to ROTC. I was an officer in the ROTC. I was in the drill team in the ROTC. I was in the color guard in the ROTC. I was in the Boy Scouts. I was in Weeblo. I was in the Cub Scouts. I was going to be in the military. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. What went wrong? No. What was your rank? Uh, I was, I, I think about that. I was either a major or a lieutenant colonel. I think I was a major in ROTC. What's higher, lieutenant colonel or major? A lieutenant colonel, then colonel. Then I think there it's one-star general from there. So I think it's captain, major, lieutenant colonel, colonel, general. I think that's the, the, the right order. It's been a long time. And you made it up to major. Uh, I know for sure, Major, it might have been Lieutenant Colonel, but I'll go with Major. I know for sure I got that. Yeah. Major Highlander. <laughs> yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Highlander sounds better, though. Major Highlander. Major Highlander. That sounds like a movie. Yeah. But Lieutenant Colonel Highlander. I have some status. That sounds like there's a dude who could run for Congress. Don't you think when I was in the lunchroom and I seen the other, the other kids there, I didn't, didn't go to my head? Right. <laughs> even if they played in the ROTC or not. Um, so motivation. Uh, and after, yeah, and I, uh, what, the reason I didn't is because I met my wife and that changed the whole trajectory of my life. So for a good thing. Um, it's funny. Motivation. Yep. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, you know, uh, memes about motivation and stuff like that. And um, I thought that we would kind of look at some of these because uh, I started looking at, all right, well, what, you know, what are some motivational tips and all these type of things? What's your motivation? What, what's your go-to? Movies or music? Um, well, okay, so that's a good thing. Uh, uh, I am, um, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm highly motivated and I always have been, and I, I've been a workaholic my whole life. I mean, I've had a job since I was, literally, I was, six or seven years old, I had a job. And I don't know why that is, Rob. I've always been, it doesn't take a lot to get me motivated. I'm, I'm competitive one. Uh, I just want to win. And um, uh, I've never had really much of a problem being motivated. Now I will get, don't get me wrong, I'll get down, you know what I mean, for, for, for a while, but you use, it's very rare. And I bounce back really quick when it does happen. Mm -hmm. I've always feel like tomorrow's gonna be better than today. I've always never, I'm not a, I mean, that's not really been a problem for me to stay motivated. So, yeah. How about yourself? So is it music or movies? Always music. Yeah. Always music. Yeah. Now there's, there's motivation on movies and stuff. And I, I, I told you that I saw the other one the other day about Kurt uh, Warner, uh, which is highly motivating. I looked into that. Brady beat him the next year he was in. The, he won the Super Bowl. And then the next year they were in the Super Bowl. And, and that's the, that was the one Brady – that was Brady's first win. Oh, I'll be darned. I didn't know that. So that's why I was – because I do remember that Super Bowl and they were talking about, yeah, the guy two years ago was, you know, in a supermarket stocking shelves. Yeah. 
So that's a good motive. Well, movies, for quick motivation, I like music. You know what I mean? You got to, I got to get your head pumped. We're, we're coating yeah. 4,000 feet. I need something. Yeah. Right? I need Thunderstruck. ACDC. Yeah. Let's go. Turn it off. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'll tell you a quick story. I think it was 07 or 08. Remember the recession hit? Yeah. You remember where I was, right? Yeah. We were together. Uh, who cares? I'll name. We were together at Basic Coatings right and it was march and i get a call from our boss at the time and he goes hey man what are you doing i go uh you know i'm just setting up the travel schedule you know booking flights and hotels and getting ready to hit the road and he goes uh well you know i got some um pretty grim news for you uh you and about 20 other mid-level management whatever you know i knew it was crap uh are being let go and I was, I, like, I couldn't believe it. Me, Rob Johnson. The face of basic coatings. You're letting me go, you know? And I was, you know, I couldn't have been more speechless. I barely moved from that chair in three days. Yeah, I, I, I totally, yeah. I, I you know, because... You know, you pour your heart and soul into something and, you know, it was more than a job, you know, just like what, what I'm doing now. It's, it, this isn't a job. This is a, it's a way of life, you know, and uh, wow. I mean, talk about you, you just, and plus there's that whole negative thing. Like you, you don't want me really, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, Pauline was Pauline was pretty cool about it, you know, and uh, she just kind of tiptoed around for a while, you know, and so I, I bet this was like the third day of me not really saying anything or doing anything and just, all right, you know, what's my, you know, what's my next step here, right? Yeah. She says, I'm going to jump in the shower. So, all right, and I'm, I'm hanging out and I've got the TV on. And uh, I'm watching, I think the name of the movie was Rocky Balboa. And there's a speech that he gave his son. It was at night and they're out in the street. And man, I could, you know, I could probably recite that whole damn speech, you know. But he started with, let me tell you something. Life ain't all sunshine and roses. Life will hit you harder than you've ever been hit. And it's not how hard you can punch. It's how hard you can take a punch, get knocked down, get up, and keep going. Well, he's doing that speech. It actually, it blew me away. It was like, all right, you felt bad enough for yourself. Get up, brush yourself off, and let's hit it. And, you know, now I look back and you know, everything actually turned out for the best, you know, now I'm with Bona and doing what I love and everything's great. But I'll tell you that little motivational speech, it was like, he was talking to me, you know, and I know people are going to laugh like hell and what a goofball you are and everything. But if you ever get a chance, even if you don't like the Rocky movies, get that speech and listen to that speech. And man, if that doesn't 
want to just get you pumped to get up and do something. I don't know. I don't know what else will. And looking back in retrospect, uh, you know, I remember that day like it was yesterday, and I feel bad now. And I think it was your second day that you were let go that I called you and asked for your shirts. <laughs> if you weren't going to need them anymore. And then I thought about hats. I called you back the third day and asked you if you had any hats or like a backpack or anything. You wouldn't be. Uh, and I, I and now I regret that. That's all right. I, I need to get said, rid of that stuff. When they said, when it looked like times were getting hard and I, and I, and I wrote the anonymous letter that I think we, we should probably get rid of some mid, mid-management people. <laughs> Who knew that they would? Yeah. I, I feel bad about that now. I guess that was the other insult. I'm only mid-management? Damn. Yeah. I yeah. thought I was, you know, hmm. I thought I was up around Lieutenant Colonel Highlander status, you know? No. Well, since then, you moved up to, oh, no, I guess not. Anyhow, I think, yeah. yeah. Hey, I am now. Uh, What's the title again? Um, oh, my God. You don't remember. What's <laughs> <laughs> your title? Oh, come on. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Got the word trainer in there somewhere, right? Second training field manager. You're damn right you are. Or it's field manager, second training, second training field manager. Yeah, they get they slip manager in there. Yeah. 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 That big seven letter word. It's no gland illustrious potentate, but you know, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, damn right you will. Well, for motivation for me, there's two things that you know, I was raised an Irish Catholic kid. Um, and um, you know. That's motivation enough. We feel guilty about everything. And uh, there's one thing that I've always remembered my entire life, my mom saying, there but for the grace of God do I. You know what I mean? You see someone else, no matter how your situation is, there's somebody who's got it worse. So what are you complaining about? Just eat your, eat your porridge. You know, so, <laughs> so that, that has always been motivating for me as a, as a kid. But um, I was reading some motivational speeches, and I don't know if I agree with them all. Uh, one of them here says, um, wait a minute, where am I at here? Wait a minute, hang on a second. I've got it here somewhere. Oh, do not be embarrassed by your failures. Learn from them. I think sometimes you should be embarrassed by your failures, right? I mean, embarrassing is a pretty good way to learn too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say one of the best ways to learn. I mean, how do you it, learn? It, they say, they say, they did say to learn from it, though. Yeah. So maybe they're covered because I, you, I got another story. Okay. I, you were just talking about surfaces. Okay. The worst failure presentation I ever did. Okay. Ever. This is probably why I got fired. Okay. It was with basic coatings. We're at surfaces. Um, somebody at surfaces, I forget who it was. They wanted the big three to do a half hour presentation about staining. So the big three was basic, Bona, and Duracell. And, uh, you know, how you stain and what you do and, you know, the whole, whole everything. There's 300 people out in the audience there we're mic'd up we're on stage right everything yep. i'm going second 
Bone is going first. I'm going second. My boss from Basic Coatings, Mike Sundell, is there. He's running Basic Coatings at the time, and it was right when Basic Coatings got bought by Betco. So now the yeah. owner of Betco and the VP of Betco, they're in the audience too. Okay. This is the first time they've seen me in action. Now I have all my notes. I've been practicing. You, Wayne Highlander would have been very proud. I had practiced. Mm -hmm. I was ready. Okay. I was ready to go out there and nail it. And then uh, Cooney. Remember Pat Cooney? I, I spoke with him two days ago. Yes. Cooney was Cooney at the time was bonus guy. He goes out there first, does his thing. And I'm looking at my notes, and it's like he stole my notes, uh, right? And he's got, boom, one after another after another. And now, eh, sometimes I'll get a little nervous, you know, bigger crowd. And this was, a, like I said, it's like 300 people. And Cooney's out there stealing my show. But when you think about it, there's really only so many ways that you can stain a floor and prep a floor right so now it's my turn to go out there and like i said the new owners every right and mike sundell is like wait do you see this guy uh, this kid johnson you are gonna love him well i went out there i'm dropping the microphone i'm sweating i'm stumbling i'm trying to come up with different things you know completely threw my thing away and and tried to you know just fumble through this thing for a half hour trying not to do say everything that Cooney had just said right yeah massive 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 failure I mean a disaster to the point where Sundell comes backstage and goes what the hell did you do he goes Dave he goes, the two guys turned and looked at me and said, this is our guy? Uh, and I was like, oh, you, I, I, there was at one point I thought I was going to get sick. I was that, you know, just that worked up. And it, of course, you're in quicksand, you know? Yeah. So it's just tumbling downhill. I mean, tumbling. Couldn't have gone any worse. So you want to talk about learning from your mistakes, being embarrassed, okay? Mm -hmm. Also <laughs> saying, here's the new ownership, here's your new boss and everything. This is your guy, this is our guy. Yeah. So Sundell says to me, he goes, you got 24 hours. Tomorrow we're doing recoats. You got 24 hours. He goes, I'll, if you want, I'll try to get them back. I doubt they'll come, but I go, you, you get it back here. I'll don't worry about it. I don't think I went to bed. I don't think I went to bed. I mean, you know, it's so funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's so funny hearing you hearing you say that because you're so good and comfortable with what you do. And it's hard, hard to believe that you would ever, ever have that happen to you because you're, you're really, really good at what you do. So that cracks me up that, that even you would have that. I, you know, I guess we all start somewhere. So, yeah, yeah, this was when, you know, this was kind of new. Like I said, you know, now I've been, you know, doing that. I've been doing it for 15 or 16 years. And 
you know, I got a little comfortable. I know where I can go. I know where I can't go, that kind of thing. But man, when they say, you know, don't be embarrassed by it. It was, it was the best damn thing in the world to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because the next day, the next day I was Richard Pryor, man. I own that stage. It was, it was all of, you are doing this to save your life. Okay. Yeah. And I know guys might be out there laughing like, Oh, come on, man. You're out there talking about Tyco and prep. I was like, yeah, yeah. And I had to save my life doing it. You know, I had to, and it did, it went really the next day shot and scored, but boy, that, you know, and it was all because I don't think the second day would have been as good as it was if I didn't absolutely fall on my face on the first day. And, and there is the message of the entire show is it's not premium like you may have thought. It, <laughs> it's that failure is absolutely a part of success. You can't have one without the other. And that is an absolute fact. I mean, unless you're born on third base, you, you, you have got to fail to be successful. You have to. You're not going to be a good floor man because those painful, those painful, painful, painful things that you, you know, that you, that happen, you, they're going, you got to, you're going to have them and you got to learn from them. You'll get stronger and it'll never happen again because of that feeling that you just had. So I, I think that when people are maybe afraid of failure can be a, a, not just a small thing. I think you'll die a thousand deaths if you don't face that and go through that and, uh, and come out the other side of it. So not being afraid to fail and, and putting yourself out there is 100% is a large part of success. So I remember I got, I talked to Pauline, you know, of course I'm talking to her after the, the thing and she wanted, you know, she said, call me when it's over. You know, I want to know how it went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's president of the Rob Johnson fan club, you know, so I call her and, you know, I said, I, I, I said, I don't think it could have went any worse. I mean, the, the only thing that didn't happen was my pants fall down. I said, everything else was first thing she said, oh, don't worry. You'll kill it. You'll kill it tomorrow. Tomorrow you'll kill it. And I was like, wow. So that's the other thing about motivation. Boy, it's nice to have somebody in your corner too. Well, that's going to help. I was going to say, uh, you know, God bless our spouses uh, in, in, um, because uh, you, we might be out there or they might be out there in their job or whatever, but there's always somebody that's, that's there with you. And it's, you know what I mean? And that there's nothing better than having that because, you know, that, that you're, you know, they, they're just as stressed out as you are. They're, you know, like my wife will know that I'm doing something. It starts at 10 o'clock and it's over at 11. And I know that she's thinking about me at 10 o'clock and 11. And, and, and uh, I was going to say, hope I don't screw up, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, she don't, she don't care in the slightest. She just wants the best for me. So I think that's you know, a good uh, message. Were you at the school, yeah. you were at the school of the year in Nashville? Um, where Brennan and Jamie did the yes, same demo. I sure was. That's another woo. All right. So these two kids who work with me in training, great guys. They're, of course, moved on and up in the company. Uh, Brennan Gary and Jamie Rooney. And they came to me and said, hey, we, uh, you know, the school is going great. And you can just feel the confidence in them. And so Brennan comes up and he goes, Jamie and I want to do the uh, stain demo. 
I said, yeah, hey, that's great, you know. So up they go. They And I noticed they were working out of a, a paint tray. And I thought, hmm, paint tray and stain, I've never done it. Maybe I'll, hey, maybe I'll learn something, right? I'm, it's not the old Rob Johnson, it's the new Rob Johnson. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll learn a little something. With well, anyways, they start and Jamie steps on the paint tray. And you were there. You remember, I mean, that stain just shot up in the air about eight feet, splatted down, and everybody was having a good old laugh. And uh, so I said, well, okay, you know, we'll just do half of the panel rather than a third of the panel. Keep going. And then they put the stain down and started again. And then one of the kids kicked over the can of stain. So they had really knocked the stain. We ended up having to do the entire panel. You know, and uh, I, I remember driving back to the hotel with Jamie and now two couldn't get two more opposite guys. If you remember that, Brennan never took the smile off his face. Brennan was kind of laughing with everybody else. And he was the one who was knocking the stuff over. Now, you could just see Jamie just wanted to crawl into a hole. You know, you could see how. So we're driving back to the hotel and. And Jamie goes, have you ever seen, have, that had to be the absolute worst that you've ever seen in your life. I go, Jamie, it doesn't even come, it doesn't even scratch the surface. And I told him about my surface story and everything. And I said, listen, those guys out there, they're all floor guys. Nobody was laughing at you. They were all laughing about the time that they did that on their job. The time that they shot stain all over a wall and knocked over a five gallon bucket of poly, you know, that's what they're laughing at because we've all been there and done it. Now you're yeah. just now welcome to the club, buddy. The second time when he, they kicked the can though, I do remember turning around and saying, Oh God, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> and just real quick, and we're going to wrap this show up. It reminded me, um, I, of this kid I knew, you know, good looking kid or whatever. And at the time he was like in the mid twenties and uh, working Saturday and he had an invitation to go skiing with these girls, you know, like three girls, nice looking girls and go skiing with them. And I said, man, go ahead and go. I'll, I'll, I got this man. No, he goes, nah. nah so I and I said, what's the matter, man? Just go. Nah, I, I don't, nah, I don't think so, man. I'll just stay. I said, well, I'm, honestly, just go. I got this covered, man. Why do you want to turn that? And he goes, nah. I don't know, man. I got, I got a hairy back. Yeah. <laughs> I go, what are you talking about? He goes, man, I got a man. I got a hairy back, man. It's, I go, you're being ridiculous now. I say, look, let me look, let me have a look. And he pulled up his shirt and went, oh god, I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> All right, we're gonna let's let's put your uh, shirt on. Put yeah, that shirt back on. Yeah, ape. Uh, so anyhow, I will I'll, I will leave it like this. Uh, this is something that I believe in wholeheartedly uh, is that, um, you know, we never see the headlines that say um, Susan ate a salad today for lunch. You never see that in the newspaper, right? What we do see in the newspaper, what does make the headline is Sally lost 150 pounds, right? That makes the headlines. Didn't something just like that come out today? Not that I know of. Yeah, you're kidding me. No, swear to God. Are you kidding? There's a story on Fox. Some woman lost 143 pounds. 
Are you kidding me? Honest to God. No, I, I honest never, to God. Yeah, That's why okay. I thought you said that. No, no. But yeah. when, I, when I say that, that the success is hidden in your daily habits. And that's the key. Now, we all have goals, but I can, I can set a goal here in 20 seconds. It's just what you do every day, your, your daily habits of, 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 your, of to get to that goal is what, is what really matters to me uh, for success. So, all right, Rob, I think we, uh, we figured it out. Motivation, man. Yes, sir. All right. So listen, thank you for listening. I appreciate uh, your listenership as Rob does. And please stay tuned for another episode.